This is a reading on the book of Riano, Civil Procedure, 2019 edition, chapter 4, Pleadings and Motion. Pleadings, general principles on pleadings, nature of pleadings. Pleadings are the formal statements by the parties of the operative facts which constitute their respective claims and defenses. Under the rules of court, pleadings are the written statements of the respective claims and defenses of the parties submitted to the court for appropriate judgment. That is Section 1, Rule 6 of Rules of Court. Since pleadings are described as written statements, it is obvious that in this jurisdiction, there can be no oral pleadings. Equally clear in the definition is what pleadings are supposed to contain. Example, the claims and defenses of the parties. Necessity and purpose of pleadings. Number 1. Pleadings are designed to develop and present the precise points in dispute between the parties. Their office is to inform the court and the parties of the facts in issue. The object of pleadings in a more restricted and commonly accepted sense is to notify the opposite party of the facts, which the pleader expects to prove so that he may not be misled in the preparation of his case. Number two, pleadings are intended to secure a method by which the issues may be properly laid before the court. Pleadings supply the framework that guides the court in conducting the proceedings. The actions of the court primarily depend upon the parties' allegations in their pleadings. When, for example, objections to the materiality of evidence are raised by one party, the court inevitably has to refer to the pleadings to determine whether or not the evidence subjected to has relevance to the issues raised in the pleadings. Construction of pleadings. Number one, in this jurisdiction, all pleadings shall be liberally construed so as to do a substantial justice. Pleadings should receive a fair and reasonable construction in accordance with the natural intent of the words and language used in the subject matter involved. The intention of the pleader is the controlling factor in construing a pleading and should be read in accordance with its substance, not its form. Number two, while it is true that pleadings should be liberally construed, it is also a rule that the party is strictly bound by the allegation statements or admissions made in his pleadings and cannot be permitted to take a contradictory position. Thus, it has been held that an admission in the pleading cannot be controverted by the party making such admission and are conclusive as to him, and that all proof submitted by him, contrary thereto or inconsistent therewith, should be ignored whether objection is interposed or not. Construction of ambiguous allegations in pleadings. In case there are ambiguities in the pleadings, the same must be construed most strongly against the pleader and that no presumption in his favor are to be indulged in. This rule proceeds from the theory that it is the pleader who select the language used and if his pleading is open to different constructions, such ambiguities must be at the pleader's peril. Pleadings allowed by the rules of court. The following are the pleadings allowed by the rules of court. A. Complaint. B. Answer. C. Counterclaim. D. Cross-claim. E. Third. Fourth, etc. Party complaint. F. Complaint in intervention. And G. Reply. This is stated in Section 2, Rule 6 of the Rules of Court. Pleadings allowed under the Rules and Summary Procedure. Number 1. When the case falls under the Rules and Summary Procedure, the only pleadings allowed to be filed are A. Complaint. B. Compulsory Counterclaim. Pleaded in the answer. C. Cross-claim. Pleaded in the answer. And D. Answers thereto. Under Section 3A, 2 Rules on Summary Procedure. The same are the only pleadings allowed in actions for forcible and unlawful detainer under Section 4, Rule 70 of the Rules of Court. Such actions being governed 
by the rule and summary procedure irrespective of the amount of damages and rentals sought to be recovered under Section 3, Rule 70 of the Rules of Court. Number two, a permissive counterclaim, third-party complaint reply, and pleading and intervention are prohibited under the Rules and Summary Procedure. Pleadings in the Rule of Procedure for Small Claim Cases Number 1. Following the Rule of Procedure for Small Claim Cases, AM number 0887SC, the pleadings are expressed in specific forms described therein. For instance, instead of filing a complaint as in an ordinary civil action, the Small Claims Action is commenced by filing with the court an accomplished and verified statement of claim that's Form 1's SCC. No other formal pleading is necessary to initiate a small claim claims action. That's according to Section 6, Rule of Procedure for Small Claim Cases AM number 0887SC. Number 2. Instead of filing an answer, the defendant shall file with the court and serve on the plaintiff a duly accomplished and verified response that's Form 3 SCC. Any claim which the defendant has against the plaintiff shall be filed as a counterclaim. In the response where the counterclaim is compulsory as described in Section 15 of the Rule of Procedure for Small Claim Cases. The defendant may, however, elect to file a counterclaim permissive against the plaintiff even if it does not arise out of the transaction or occurrence that is the subject of the plaintiff's claim provided its amount and nature are covered by the rule. Number three, the following pleadings or petitions shall not be allowed in the cases covered under the rule of procedure for small claim cases. A. Petition for relief from judgment. B. Petition for certiorari mandamus or prohibition against any interlocutor order issued by the court. C. Reply. D. Third-party complaints. And E. Interventions. Pleadings not allowed in a petition for a writ of amparo or habeas data. In a petition for a writ of amparo or habeas data, the following pleadings and petitions are not allowed. A. Counterclaim. B. Cross-claim. C. Third-party complaint. B. Reply. And E. Intervention. The same provisions prohibit the filing of a petition for certiorari mandamus or prohibition against any interlocutory order. Pleadings in the Rule of Procedure for Environmental Cases. Number one, the pleadings that may be filed are the... A complaint B answer which may include a compulsory counterclaim and cross claim. A reply and rejoinder and a third party complaint are prohibited pleadings. Number two, a pleading and intervention may also be filed in a citizen suit under Section 5 Rule of the Rules of Procedure for Environmental Cases upon the filing of a citizen suit. The court shall issue an order requiring all interested parties to manifest their intention to intervene in the case within 15 days from notice. Nature of a pleading, how determined? Number one, it is axiomatic that the nature of an action is determined by the allegations of the complaint or petition and the character of the relief sought. Thus, a complaint labeled as an action for a sum of money and damages could actually be a complaint for rescission based on the allegations of the complaint. Also, if the petitioner filed before the Supreme Court a petition caption, petition for certiorari based on Rule 65, but the allegations state that the issues raised are pure questions of law. The cause of action is not one based on Rule 65, which raises issues of jurisdiction, but on Rule 45, which raises pure questions of law. Number two, in one case, while the complaint was denominated as one for specific performance, the allegations therein, and the relief prayed for, actually and ultimately sought for the execution of a deed of conveyance to effect a transfer of the ownership of the real property in question. The action, therefore, is a real action. Number three, be reminded that it is not only the nature of a cause of action that is determined by the allegations of the complaint and the character of the relief sought. Such allegations and relief also determine the body or court which has jurisdiction over the action. 
Thus, where the allegations to the complaint clearly indicate the desire of the plaintiff to eject the lesser from the premises, the action is on for low unlawful detainer cognizable by the MTC and not one for collection of the amount of more than 900,000 pesos filed in the RTC.